Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Cody Jansen with you. It's 1233 in Edmonton, where guests on this show. Uh, receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night of the town, every meal's an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Brendan and the staff at Roos Chris, they will take care of you. Sportsnet's Mark Spector coming up for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Our province's horse racing and breeding industry has introduced new safety protocols with thorough vet checks, stricter rules, tougher penalties, employing Albertans, caring for horses, horse Racing Alberta. Again, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Lanny in Sturgeon has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. He says, Bob, do you think Montreal is using COVID protocol as a scam to avoid playing games without Tyler Toffoli? No, not a chance. So there's your answer for that. This is... You're not going to go down the conspiracy theory on that one. Sorry, Lanny. Uh, appreciate the text of the show, but no. I mean, it. this is the time that you would want to play Montreal. Um, we don't even know. And, and this is the problem. It's a very nebulous area. Uh, and, and unfortunately, over the course of the last calendar year, you know, it's been, you know, it, it might turn out to be the number one story of our generation, unfortunately, or this generation is the pandemic. And, um, it was really interesting watching the players sort of go off the flow. And again, I, I'm concerned. And people said, well, wait a sec, Bob, what about Kyle Turris? Well, Kyle Turris, uh, you know, was on the COVID protocol list for a week, okay? Um, and is now on the non-roster list because he's got to get back up to shape and playing, which is usually the sign of a, a guy that has been in co- uh, close contact. And, and and that's part of the challenge with all this is we bring aboard Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Hello, Spec. How you doing? Pretty good. Bobby, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, the, my concern is nothing's going to be going on tomorrow. We're about to find out here in about two and a half to three hours. I mean, Mark, the absolute best-case scenario is we have a game 
tomorrow night and Friday night. And this is limited to, you know, one of the players is, is tested positive, I guess. Actually, the best case scenario is that neither player tested positive and there was a false positive with one and a close contact with the other. That's that's the best case scenario. And away we go. We play, uh, we play Wednesday. We play Friday. But there is some concern that, unfortunately, if you take a look at Buffalo, New Jersey, uh, Philadelphia, uh, Boston, Dallas, out of the gate, that this goes the other way as well, Mark. Well, Ryan Nugent Hopkins just said on the orders broadcast that you got to do everything you can to keep it out of your dressing room. And you know what he didn't say was we was is what we all know. The minute that it's the minute that bug gets in there, uh, yeah. that virus gets in there and starts moving around. There's who knows how many people it, it affects. It could affect everyone. It could affect some people. We all know all that stuff because we've been living with this for a year. So. You know, this is the day the Montreal Canadiens are having right now. They are in the process of discovering whether it's two false positives, whether it's what you just described, one positive and one close contact, or whether there's 15 guys in there who are affected. Uh, we'll, they'll know sooner than us, Bob. We'll all yep. know at around 4.30 Eastern when they update the list. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a unique time, and I'd say that Canada, to this point, frankly, has been lucky, the Canadian division, Mark, that they hadn't had a cancellation to the stage through the first half of the season. Do you not agree? There's a luck oh, factor in this sure. as well. Now, there is some luck, and, and give credit, you know, the players have obviously not... Um, you know, Canada's more locked down than the States, so there have been less temptations for Canadian players up here to, you know, to break protocol and go out and do something like have fun. But give the players credit. You know, these guys, no one's feeling sorry for an NHL guy making NHL money, playing NHL hockey. We all wish we were them. But... You know, these guys are they're basically in a bubble from the rink to the hotel for the whole season and uh you know, it takes some discipline and it's just it's not a, it's great being them because they're NHL players, but it's not a lot of fun going from practice to your hotel every single night. It would get a little little old don't you think bob oh absolutely and we've both had situations in our own lives where you know we've we've seen the effects of this mark like or not necessarily this pandemic but i've told the story you, you used to joke all the time about uh the past work that i used to do in the reforestation industry and we had we had a uh an outbreak in a camp one year back in 1997 ironically in anaheim lake british columbia which is where carrie price's mother is the chief of the band there and 47 of the 53 people in our camp got sick. Now, those people were all 20 to 26, 27 in really good shape. But, I mean, people were violently ill for a number of days, and it was it was not good. And, and I'm going to throw one your way, Mark. The 2006 Stanley Cup playoff run for the Edmonton Oilers, the Oilers had a nasty bug run through their team in the Anaheim series as they closed. They needed to get that Anaheim series over with because it was it was kicking the snot out of the team at that time. Remember how many players were ill game three, game four, game five. There were a lot of guys not doing very well, Speck. Yeah, well, I think one of the one of the legacies of this awful year we're going through here will be things like that will probably be mitigated a little bit. You know, guys, you know, let's face it, even, you know, those of us 
Nobody washed their hands in 2017 as many times a day as we do in 2021, <laughs> right? Like, I think the team, we watch every year of my career, Bob, I've seen a flu bug go through a team. That's just what happens, you know, because it's close quarters. But I think we're going to see teams work into regular protocol from here on in. Things like washing hands and, you know, being a little bit more germophobic because uh, clearly it doesn't hurt when you're trying to keep a team healthy. No, there's uh, no question. Look, there is we're not sure what's going to happen here with Montreal and Edmonton spec, but this, this could have some ramifications uh, potentially down. Like what happens if they can't get the three games in now, but Vancouver and Calgary continue to fall out of it. And the, the Oilers and Winnipeg are basically battling. Let's just say, I mean, right now Edmonton's battling with Toronto and Winnipeg for a top spot. Montreal's sitting there kind of in the four hole. According to Sport Club stats spec, Mont- uh, the Calgary Flames are down to an 8.8% chance of making the playoffs. Vancouver's down to a 2.4. Let's just say they. Let's just say the Oilers can't get the three games in against Montreal right now. And I don't know when they can make those. Like, do they have to go out there when the season's over to make them up? And here's yeah. another one. Here's another one for you. Does it affect a guy like Connor McDavid, who's going for 100 points? And is that now? He probably wouldn't care, but he might. I don't know. But you know, sitting at fifty-three games, and he's got ninety-four points or something like. Like it could have some ramifications on some other things as well, Mark. Yeah, I, I think we got to go a ways before we can start to say that these games might not get played. Right? Edmonton's last game is Friday, May seventh, on their schedule, and yeah. then there's that whole next week. You know, that's a Friday. And then I believe it is, if I'm not mistaken, Paul, the playoffs don't start aren't scheduled to start till like the the a week after that. Did they not save a week at the end of the season yes. to square up on yes. all these games? Right. They, so they do. Okay. So right now we've got one game canceled in the in the whole North Division. At worst case scenario, at this point, we're going to have three at the end of the week. So. I don't a I don't foresee a situation where those six points for Edmonton or Montreal aren't going to matter, right? They're going to matter those points at the end of the season. Like, yeah, I have a hard time thinking there's going to be a bunch of six point seven point gaps in the schedule. So they're going to matter, and they have time, they've got a built-in week to play the games, and there aren't right. You know, let's have another conversation if this happens to Calgary and Toronto and Ottawa and everybody else. But right now, we're talking three games. This go down to those American divisions, right, and try to figure out their schedules in May. This is the, about the 45th game of the year that's getting postponed here, Bob. It might be the first for us in Canada. But in the United States, there's been all kinds of games moved around here. So don't panic. They'll get the games in. All right. Mark Spector joining us. Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse. I'm, Mark, I'm, Cody, can you mark that right now? Spec says don't panic. They'll get the games in. So uh, there you have it. Uh, and spec, there is, you know, a, a bright sort of development on the horizon. And that's the the vaccine development and where Canada can get up to. Again, I don't know if you heard the opening of the show, but uh, Jerry sent me a text saying, hey, man, Arizona, anybody 16 or over in Arizona now can go get vaccinated. Uh, That is, 
that's a pretty significant accomplishment. Uh, people can say what they want about Trump, and man, did he ever give them lots of fodder to, to hammer away at him. But the fact of the matter is Operation Warp Speed, they got up and running. And they've, they've got over 100 million people in that country vaccinated right now. So there's some, you know, and, and as a result, Canada is going to draft off of some of that mark as well. And that could accelerate the process here. Because let me ask you this. You're in the buildings. For the fans listening to the show right now, from your perspective, how completely different is it from your end uh, being there and not having fans in the house? Oh, yeah, it's, it's way less fun, and it's way less emotional, certainly. You know, the, the difference between, Bob, between us and a player is the players need to manufacture some emotion because there's always going to be emotion in the game. And the players have done, a, I think, a great job at – you know, getting revving it up and finding the juice and playing at, frankly, a very similar level. Like, I don't notice a difference in the hockey. That's on the players. Us media guys, we sit up there in the quiet seats and I don't have, I'm not here to manufacture emotion, frankly. It's the fans that give the emotion. It's the fans that freak out at a bad call. It's the fans that go crazy when McDavid makes a play and the building is just buzzing, you know. Those are the things that that then get us all up out of our seat, you and me and, and Jack and, you know, everybody. And that's what we miss. I, the, the fans are free emotion and free fun for us in the business. And they make our copy better, and they make your radio call better, Bob, because everybody's pumped. And we miss it. The whole game misses it. You can't can't take the 18,400 people out of that building and tell me that you don't miss them because it is not the same place right now. There's no question it's not the same. They're a huge part of it, absolutely. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little about mind games. And, uh, you know, when it's fun and when it maybe goes a little bit too far. Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse race in Alberta. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Since the start of the 2018. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. 19 season, Leon Dreisaitl is second in the NHL in points to Connor McDavid. And second in the NHL in goals. He's two goals behind Alexander Ovechkin. He's become a pretty good player. Bob Stoffer with you, along with Sportsnet Spec for the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta. Uh, Spec, uh, the Oilers are in the position they're in. They're 21 and 13. They've got 20 regulation wins, one in overtime this year. They're in a good spot right now, aren't they? Oh, for sure, because they're playing so well. Like, they're in a good spot in the standings. Uh, I sort of, I don't, I'm not saying I don't look at the standings this time of year, but 
the standings don't mean so much to me right now, Bob. It's how the teams are playing that means something to me. That's I want to see a team that that's found its legs or past the halfway point. A team that knows, you know, knows who's where and what in its lineup. A team that's that's improving and rolling uphill for the playoff run. And what are the Oilers? Eighteen and seven in their last twenty-five. I'm going to give you the numbers. Here you go. 18 and 7. Goals for 3.6 goals per game. Goals against 2.6 goals uh, against per game. So they're outscoring their opposition, you know, by basically 25 goals during that 18 and 7 stretch. Power play, 26.7%. That number is basically flat you know, all season long. I think they're at 27% on the season. Penalty kill, Mark. 78.1%, which would explain why they're in the bottom third of the league in penalty killing. And here, here's a wild one for you. Save percentage. The Oilers during this last 25 games are 916 in save percentage. That's good. Uh, so the Oilers have moved up, Mark, to 11th overall in save percentage. They were bottom seven through the first 10 games of the year. So they got two rested options in goal between Smith and Koskinen. Can they sustain it in goal with those two guys? Well, listen, at this point, it's probably time to stop doubting Mike Smith. Let's say that. Uh, and I would count myself in the group that said, geez, I don't know if Koskinen and a soon-to-be 39-year-old goal is going to be enough here when the season started. I was certainly in that group. So, you know what? Mike Smith's proven us wrong. He's playing this well for this long. Um, you know, knocking wood here, as long as he stays healthy, why would one now start to predict that his game's going to go down? He's he's had a hell of a season, and it doesn't stop going anywhere, Bob. So, you know, that tandem, if, if Koskinen every third game, it seems like that's what's going on here. If he can give you, uh, you know, holding the two goals or less every third game, that's enough. And Mike Smith is playing out of his mind. I'm not saying that that having two guys is the best thing in the world, and I'm not. Don't even talk to me about next season. But for now, their goaltending is better than a lot of teams, Bob. The numbers show it. Yeah. Again, 11th in the league in save percentage. Mark the penalty kill at 78.1. To me, that's the one area, and I I know Dave Tippett would tell you he thinks they've been better over the last 15 games. Um, I I don't like. Can you like given the current state? Uh, the border, the 14-day quarantine. I mean, how long ago did the Oilers pick Stalock up, and he's still not on the active roster? Uh, <laughs> I'm can kidding. You, can you even make a trade with an American team to get yourself a little bit of help? On let, let's just say you went out and grabbed yourself a fourth-line right-shot center that could win. Let's just say Luke Lindenning as an example. The guy's Sorry. the best face. He's the best face-off man in the league. He gets almost exclusively D-zone starts. Um, He's he's out there to start every penalty kill for Detroit. I, I don't know how good of a player he is five on five. I haven't looked at the advanced metrics on him, but all I know is he wins draws. Like, can you even get that guy given the current state of the pandemic and the challenges at the border in Canada? Can you bring a player in from the states, Mark? Well, and remember, so there's all the time that the pandemic says you can't play with you, and then there's the extra week at least that he has to get back into shape because he can't play hockey for all that time. So it's really clumsy, right, trying to bring a guy in from America. And the other thing I'll say to you, Bob, is with the Oilers' LTIR state of their cap, uh, it's not so, it used to be able to get Luke Clendenning for a fourth-round pick. 
Well, now you got to send. I don't know what he what's he make a million bucks. No, north of that, like not even that. What? No, no, he's above that. He's above that. He's above that. Okay, let's say he made, well, I don't even know what he makes because he's little Clendenning and I haven't looked him up. But my point is, whatever he makes has to go back to Detroit in Edmonton, right? They can't just take a million and a half in salary here. They don't have room for it. So if you're giving back salary, which is generally someone the other team doesn't want, now that draft pick that used to be a fourth turns into like a third or a second, which A, Edmonton doesn't have, and B, you might not want to give up for Luke Clendenning, you know? Yeah. Well, they're not it's giving trouble. up. They're not they're not giving up a second for Luke Lindenning. So I know. Listen, they, have... they they shouldn't have given up two two seconds no. for a fantasy last year, but the reason they did is cuz they had to send Gagne the other way and they had to throw something in for that, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's the issue that I think that Ken Holland will be very 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 quiet at this trade deadline. I agree because his hands are tied. Absolutely. And and then and we're going to get to the team building segment of the show coming up at 105 because the Oilers are, are going to have some flexibility here. Yes, they're going to have to target re-signing at least three guys that we can think of off the top of our heads, but they're going to have some real flexibility. Mark, so here's the situation. So we're not sure they can add. They're going to have to do it with what they got right now. Given what you've seen over the last 25, like here's the thing, 18-7 and seven in the last 25 games are – are, is this a different Oilers team right now, Mark, than it was, you know, a year ago at this time when we got shut down? Oh, for sure it is. Absolutely. And they were a pretty good team last year. I'll give you that, Paul. But I'm going to say this. Let's not get back into our familiar uh discussion about defensive play by the best players. But their two best players are playing a different game this year. You know, the two best players are playing way better in their own end and winning more face-offs, and they're better players. And underneath, you know, they've lost a little. On the, you know, the guys like, like Sheehan, you know, no one thought much of Sheehan until he leaves and your penalty kill goes down about three points. Um, but Darnell Nurse is a much better player than he was a year ago. He's certainly playing better, right? Adam Larson's game struggled all last year after he broke his foot near the start. His game is much better. Tyson Berry is on this team. He wasn't on this team a year ago. He makes them better. So, yeah, they're a better team, and they're they're more of a, they're a better team, Bob. I think more because of the guys that the veteran were their guys. Not like they've added a whole bunch of new players. The guys they have are better. Twelve months later. Yeah, well, obviously there's massive progression in Nurse's game. He's going to get himself paid. We know that. Mark, I'm going to get to uh, some quick texts here. Um, here, and then we're going to have some fun right at the end. Actually, we're going to have fun right now. Uh, Bob has texted the show, and he knows hockey does this, Bob. He says, Specs PSA about washing hands goes for the fans as well. Too many guys sneak out of the bathroom without stopping at the sink. I once saw a guy eating popcorn with one hand while at the urinal using his other hand. Come on, man. Maybe posters, maybe posters of Spec above the urinals would work. <laughs> Oh, Bob, that is, first of all, that's a gross story. That is a gross story. Uh, that said, I won't say which media guy it was, Speck, but I may have seen a media individual the night of the Winnipeg game, the final game that we had in the regular season last year, dip his hand into one of the little 
treats that uh, the bowls of treats that we have. Little candy jars, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what are you? Can you not use a cup or what? Look, like they have those little, you know, those. They have little spoons there, which all of that's probably going to disappear too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like the whole thing, Bob. How are you going to? You know, let's face it. When you're trying to serve eighteen thousand people, one of the ways to get you through the lineup was to have the, you know, the giant mustard and ketchup and relish, and you just push down on that handle, right? You get as much ketchup as you need and you move on yeah so now what those are gone right that whole industry of pushing the same touch point to get a condiment you know i used to love the old remember the dogs at old uh, john Ducey park and they had that big roll of cooked onions and tomatoes and everyone would put the fork in there and grab their stuff it was so good that's total history now yeah. So I don't know how people like at the Oilers who run those sorts of make those decisions. Are we back to those stupid little packages, Bob? Is that what we're doing now? How do we do that? Maybe we're going to have to go down. I mean, Mark, there were buildings out there that used to have troughs for urinals, as you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, L.A. Forum for years. The, the not-so-great Western Forum yeah. from back in the day as well. <laughs> Again, you can text Again. us at <laughs> All right, uh, 780-496-0063. Uh, we mentioned, uh, what what the heck was it called, Operation Something to Get the Vaccine Rollout. And so we got two guys hammer me from the left and two guys hammer me from the right. The point is they, 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 they're getting vaccinated in the States. Say what you want. That's the point. Uh, you, um, doesn't need to. Oh, it's just funny, Mark. It's, a, it's an interesting time. Uh, all right, we got we to gotta leave with, uh, we got to get to this. Did you see the Calgary Flames lose 2-1 to Ottawa? The Calgary Flames, by the way, have lost four of six games to the Ottawa Senators this year. They're 2-3-1 and one against Ottawa. If they don't make the playoffs, it starts there. They've blown games against a team that they have. They're, they're better than Ottawa. We know that. They're 2-3-1. and one. Did you see uh, Rasmus Anderson? And the little uh, puck game that went on after the game, trying to make sure that the Ottawa Senators couldn't get the puck uh, for their goaltender who won his first, Gustafson, who won his first NHL start. Yeah, I saw it actually live. I was watching the game. What did you think of that? Well, I said to my wife, like, that's just a bad look. She she just, she didn't understand. I, I said something to the TV, like, what are you doing? And she said, what are you talking to the TV for? <laughs> I had to explain to her why it was such a bad look. And it was actually kind of funny because – Later on in the night, I was watching the uh, Vancouver-Winnipeg game. And they were helping. Yeah, they were helping Bo Horvat get to the bench when he's hurt. The Winnipeg guys put their sticks over and gave him a little push. So, you know what? It's a bad look. Eric Francis said that in his column. Bad look, Calgary. Um, Listen, they're in a world of hurt in Calgary. It's not a very good team. There's a blow-up coming there, Bob. They're going to blow up, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Brad Trilliving, I love the guy. He's had a long time to get it right, and he's not. You know, it's not right. And I'll say this to you: if if the, what has to happen there is that Goodrow has to go, which I think does have to happen, and Sean Monahan, who was supposed to be a franchise centerman, is a second line centerman at best. To recover from from that and to fix, and Sam Bennett, a fourth overall pick, probably gets traded. There, there's a couple of years of pain coming to recover from that. You don't just trade those guys away and get good. Yeah. So I sense a blow up coming there. I sense a frustrated team. Uh, that's 
just an awful look last night hiding a puck from a guy who won his first game. It's so what, try harder during a game. Right? I, I'm totally with Give you. Me All right, Mark. We got to get to Eileen Bell. She brings it every uh, – she has the dulcet tones. Class act. Eileen Bell up next with the global news, weather, traffic update. And when we, we come back, Mark's got some news on Oscar Clefbaum, and we'll talk a bit about Oilers team building. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.